It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong fencer Cheng Kalong has won gold at the Tokyo Olympics as jubilant crowds at home cheered him on. A teenager has been sent to a training center for throwing a petrol bomb at a police station in 2019, then attempting to flee the city by speedboat with 11 others. And Hong Kong stocks have taken a beating, losing more than 4% due to a sell-off sparked by China's regulatory clampdowns on tech and education. Fencer Chen Kalong has won gold at the Tokyo Olympics, Hong Kong's second ever and the first for the sport. Crowds in shopping malls watching the match went wild as he beat reigning Olympic champion Daniel Gorozzo of Italy. Richard Pine reports. Speaking to reporters after the bout, the 24-year-old Cheung said he was in disbelief and that the win shows that Hong Kong fencers can win not only in Asia, but on the world stage. Large crowds who had gathered at malls to watch the match were jubilant and some even popped champagne after Cheung won the nail-biter 15-11. We are so happy that a homegrown athlete can earn Hong Kong a gold medal. Uh, we congratulate Cheung Kalong for his achievement and thank you for uh, his team and also his coach. And we hope that other Hong Kong athletes can enjoy the rest of the game. And no matter if they can get any medal or not, we Hong Kong support all of them. Chief Executive Carrie Lam also congratulated the athlete, praising his calmness and composure, adding he made citizens proud. Earlier, Cheng beat the Czech Alexander Chupinich by a five-point margin in the semis. One of the 12 Hong Kongers captured during an attempt to flee the SAR by speedboat last year has been given more time in detention after appearing in court over the escape bid and earlier protest-related offences. Timmy Sung reports. Huang Lamput, who is 17, pleaded guilty to perverting the course of justice over the escape bid, as well as attempted arson and possessing petrol bombs after he took part in an attack on Mong Kok police station in October 2019. District Court Judge Frankie Yu sent the teenager to the training center, where he will remain for up to three years, depending on his conduct. Prosecutors described the plan to flee to Taiwan as sophisticated and organized, adding that it involved a division of labor when it came to things like funding, transport and the provision of safe houses in Hong Kong. Huang admitted that in March 2020, he started researching how to get to Taiwan. He was on bail over the petrol bomb case at the time and had been ordered not to leave Hong Kong. The court heard that he looked for information on Instagram and found people willing to help others flee the city. His $150,000 escape costs were covered by others, being as Huang was a student and could not afford the fees. He and 11 others left Hong Kong on August 23, 2020, but were intercepted by Guangdong Coast Guard and detained. Ten of the group were later jailed on the mainland, but Huang and another teenager were sent back to Hong Kong last December after prosecutors decided not to charge the pair because they were minors. In mitigation, the defense counsel said Huang only played a passive role in the escape plan and had admitted it was naive and irresponsible to use such a foolish method to try to avoid his legal responsibility. But passing sentence, the judge described Huang's petrol bomb attack as irresponsible and said it was fortunate no one was injured. He said had escape it been successful, it would have been difficult to bring Huang before the courts and that would have damaged the public interest. The Hang Seng Index has closed down more than 4% after investors dumped tech and education shares following a regulatory crackdown on the mainland's education sector. 
A strategist for CMB International, Daniel So, says the extent of the market slide was bigger than expected. He said more panic selling would come. The main worry is there are a lot of factors that could face policy risk. There is quite a bit of uncertainty uh, on many factors, especially those uh, emerging factors, uh, new economy factors, because these are those factors that don't have a very well-structured regulation yet. For the hand saying that I expect some technical support at around 25,500, not too much downside from here, I think in, in the short term. And then the next focus will be on the income results in August. And now the weather. It will be mainly cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees. Very hot with sunny periods during the day tomorrow. The maximum temperature will be around 35 degrees. The outlook. It will still be very hot with a few showers on Wednesday. Showers will increase gradually with thunderstorms in the middle and latter parts of this week. The temperature is 30 degrees with a relative humidity of 83%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 past 11. The chef de mission of the Hong Kong delegation to the Tokyo Olympics says athletes should be allowed to focus on the competition rather than being distracted by politics. The delegation head was speaking about a row over a TV T-shirt worn by badminton player Angus Ng. Francis Sitt reports. Angus Ng was heavily criticized by DAB member Nicholas Mook and other pro-raging figures over the weekend, as the t-shirt he wore in the men's singles group match on Saturday only had his name and Hong Kong China printed on the back, with no Bohemia emblem. The critics were also not happy that the t-shirt was black, a color associated with Hong Kong's pro-democracy protesters. The 27-year-old shuttler explained on social media that he had to have his own outfit made because he lost his sponsor at the last minute. Calling a Hong Kong radio show from Tokyo, delegation head Pui Kuen said he believes no athlete would deliberately wear a shirt without the emblem, as they see representing Hong Kong as an honor. He said what Mr. Ng wore met clothing requirements, which don't include emblems. Mr. Pui said the controversy did slightly affect the athlete, but the team hopes to focus on the competition now. We hope people would avoid politicizing the incident, because our athletes are doing their best to face the competitions. We will focus on the competition now and hope outside forces won't affect the athletes, he said. Mr. Pui added that arrangements are being made so Mr. Ng can wear a t-shirt with the emblem on in future matches. Meanwhile, Mr. Mook's Facebook page, where he published his criticism on the athlete's clothing, is no longer accessible. Education Secretary Kevin Young sought to play down the row, saying what's important now is to show support for the athletes. On that case, one very important thing is they are now trying very hard to try to get the best results in these competitions. And I think the whole Hong Kong, every one of us, should support them and provide them with all our good wishes for them to get the best results. And uh, so far, I think the relevant persons has already made clarification about what has happened. So I think we have to make comments based on the uh, actually what has happened, based on the, the factual information. Occupy Movement co-founder Benny Tai has been charged by the ICAC over a strategic voting scheme that he proposed for the LegCo polls in 2016. The anti-graft body says it has to do with six ads placed in local Chinese newspapers. Damon Pang reports. 
Five years ago, Benny Tai came up with the Thunder Go strategy, which sought to use pre-election poll results to coordinate pro-democracy voters for the September the 4th general election. A statement by the ICAC said the 57-year-old legal scholar was charged alongside Yip Kim Ching and Sek Xiao Ching, none of them candidates of the election. They are alleged to have engaged in illegal conduct by placing six newspaper advertisements for the scheme and incurring election expenses totaling over $253,000. Mr Ip and Mr Sek were directors of a company called X Alliance through which the ads were placed, the ICAC said. The ads in question were placed in the Ming Pao and Apple Daily newspapers in August and September 2016. The corruption watchdog also noted Mr Tai had promoted the scheme via a radio program, press conferences and social media. The trio jointly faced four counts of engaging in illegal conduct at an election by incurring election expense and will appear in Eastern Court on Friday, with authorities saying prosecution will seek to transfer the case to the district courts. Benny Tai has been remanded in custody since February after he was charged with violating the national security law over the pro-democracy electrical primaries last year. Baptist University says it will no longer collect membership fees on behalf of its students' union, but denied it would sever ties with the body. Wendy Wong has this story. HKBU's latest announcement follows similar decisions taken by a number of other local universities recently. Moves critics say are aimed at distancing the institutions from their student unions for political reasons. The institution's president, Alexander Y, denied that his decision was politically motivated, saying he had always disagreed with bundling union fees together with tuition fees. I had object to that when I was a student at that time already, because it's not right. If you are independent organization, as we claim when I was young, then we should take care of all our business, including collecting our own fees, do promotion. Because when you do promotion, you, then you understand the need of your members. So I have been against this practice ever since I was a college student. So nothing to do with what's happening now. In response, the acting president of the Students' Union, Ki Fong, described the move as unprecedented and accused the university management of shirking its responsibilities. He said the move will seriously undermine the operation of the student body, adding that it may not have sufficient funding to continue running its cooperative on campus. Separately, the university's vice president, Albert Chow, said all students will be required to take a compulsory course in national security starting in a new academic year. They will take uh, certain components, they can choose. Okay, we will offer a series of talks or, or, or seminars to them, and then they can choose the topics they're interested in. Uh, but we plan to cover a wider range of topics, for example, internet security uh, and national security, environment and national security, health, or even the financial system, so on and so forth. Uh, we believe that we should look at uh, this issue from multiple perspectives and try to combine it with um, disciplinary knowledge that students may be uh, taking in their uh, credit-bearing curriculum as well. He said this will be a non-credit course, adding that the curriculum will be announced when the new school year begins. The Australian state of New South Wales has recorded 145 new cases of COVID-19, with more than 98,000 people tested. Many of the cases are in southwest Sydney, where a hospital worker in the suburb of Liverpool has been infected. Dr. Carrie Chant is the Chief Health Officer for New South Wales Health. 
we are uh, responding to an uh, infectious healthcare worker who was at Liverpool Hospital and uh, that person worked whilst infectious. The district is working promptly um, to support urgent patient testing and um, updates will be provided later in the day. New figures from the United Nations suggest Afghanistan has seen a record number of civilians killed in the first half of this year. It blamed most of the deaths on the Taliban. The BBC's Sekundar Kamani has the story. On average, more than nine civilians were killed every day in Afghanistan over the past six months, with a particularly sharp rise in violence since May, when a new Taliban offensive began. The militants were responsible for more casualties than any other group. They now control around half of all the territory in the country. However, whilst the Taliban have encircled a number of cities and are fighting on the outskirts of some, they have not yet managed to capture any provincial capital. The UN is warning, however, that if current trends continue, this year will be the deadliest ever recorded. In a long and rambling address to the Philippines Congress, President Rodrigo Duterte has defended his record. His controversial, often brutal campaign against illegal drug dealing resulted in thousands of people being killed. The BBC's Jonathan Head explains. Much of his speech was devoted to improvements in health care, education and infrastructure, which his critics accused the government of exaggerating. The Philippines is a more divided country than it seemed to be before Duterte, but he remains overwhelmingly popular. And the question uppermost in most minds is less whether he's achieved everything he claimed in this speech, but whether he will skate around the constitutional bar on a second term of office by running as vice-presidential candidate in next year's election alongside his daughter Sarah, a powerful, some say unbeatable, dynastic political coupling. More now on the Olympics and a breakthrough for Hong Kong's mixed badminton doubles team of Tse Ying Sut and Tang Chun Man. They've made it to the quarterfinals after beating Germany's Mark Lampus and Isabel Hertrick two games to one. Games one and two were very close, but the Hong Kong pair pulled away in the third game, taking it 21-16. They're also the first SAR mixed doubles badminton team to reach the last eight at the Olympics. Hong Kong's top swimmer, Siobhan Hoagie, is off to a solid start at the Tokyo Games. The 23-year-old is safely through to the semifinals of the women's 200-meter freestyle. She clocked 1 minute 56.48 to finish second in Heat 3. In table tennis, Hong Kong's top player, Wong Chun-Teng, has crashed out in the third round of the men's singles competition. The 29-year-old took the first game against Chuang Chi-Yuan of Chinese Taipei, but dropped the next three. He ended up losing four games to one. Hong Kong's Lam Siu Hang has also made a third-round exit. The 24-year-old first-time Olympian was beaten four games to one by Japan's Tomokazu Harimoto. That's the news from RTHK. HK Radio 
this Monday evening. Jody, how are you doing? Thanks for getting in touch. I think it's the first time we've heard from you. That's one of the two requests you asked for. Biddy Idol, of course, and a track that he did pretty well with and hot in the city. It's 18 minutes past 11. If you'd like a song yourself, folks, it's dead easy to get in touch. Just send me an email. It's radiopete at gmail. Conan's also written in. He said, any chance of Ray Conniff and the singers with There Was A Girl? Absolutely no problem at all. This is a very pretty song. Sounds like it too. See what you think. Also, killing us something.